Hello and welcome to another edition of the Boomtown Hoops podcast. I am Steven, uh, joined today by Jackson. Jackson, what's going on? Oh, you know, just celebrating another Thunder experience. I mean, it's been a week, you know, going back to Wednesday. Wednesday was the high of highs when Shea hits a it's a game winner and then the last couple have been a little rougher but you know we're we're here we're still just celebrating basketball season oh yeah absolutely and also joining us this uh today is Cade Cade what's going on buddy same thing just enjoying the thunder experience oh man the the thunder experience in the last week has been something let me tell you uh you know first we'll start with last Wednesday's game uh, against the Wizards, Jackson, I think you mentioned it like right before uh, we we went off last week of this is the basically the closest one to you. And man, it would have been great to be at that game. Yeah, it would have been unbelievable to say last year, actually, when they played the Wizards was my first Thunder game. And it was a good game. It was a good back and forth game. We almost pulled it out then. And man, this would have been one to be at. I mean, it was kind of really kicked off the SGA buzz. I mean, it had been building and building and then he hit that shot and everybody in the national media finally had like a point, like this is where we're like, we can focus on SGA right now. And it just, I mean, he blew up. I mean, he, after that, he let off, you know, when horses podcast, people are writing pieces about him. I know I've seen him on the ringer and different websites. Like it kind of really kicked off like the SGA, you know, spotlight and, very appreciative of that and you know we don't need to talk about any other games we can just talk about that one well and and i think this is really the one too kate of like this is really you know like jackson was saying the momentum was starting to build but i think this one is really kind of where you know this this has really set things in motion yeah no i mean it, it's yeah seven and ten it's hard to look at the thunder and be like wow that's their arrival but it's hard to look at Shane and say it's not so like the seven and ten record, they're playing every game close, and Shea's been incredible, minus the say the Memphis game. It's hard to not talk about him a lot. And like as we're gonna talk about later, like, you know, you got other players giving him his respect, Kevin Durant, you know, JJ Reddick and all the former players giving him respect. So it's pretty cool to see. Yeah, and you mentioned that Memphis game. I, I think you go from Shea's best game of the season to maybe the worst one of the season is that Jackson is that a, a fair assessment I think so um well it and it's, it's weird to say it's his worst game of the season because he still didn't play all that bad you know I mean it wasn't it wasn't pretty but you know still despite you know a below average performance from Shea um we still kept it close with a, a pretty competitive Grizzlies team. I think, you know, the big struggle the last couple of games has been on the defensive end. Um, the offense is really doing enough to, to score um, enough points to win, but defensively it just kind of feels like they've fallen off from where they were um, in the first couple of games. Um, and it's not surprising. It's hard for you know a young team to play defense at a high level consistently. It's one of the things that, they're in the process of learning, but to me, that's kind of been the big, big drop off um, from the beginning of the season. Yeah, and so then, Kate, you know, moving to to Monday night's game against the Knicks, Thunder fairly competitive throughout the game, uh, but then you know, third quarter kind of started to slip away, and then fourth quarter, obviously, you know, got a little away from them. So um, during the Knicks game, the biggest thing that I really saw that I really you know want to see them build off of, not necessarily that's where it needs to be. Because, you know, the Knicks' big three played really well, but the Thunder's big three played really well also. 
um, with SGA with 30, Dort with 24, Giddy with 18, over 50% from uh, both Dort and Giddy. SGA put up 22 shots, did not quite shoot 50%, but we'll give a, we'll give SGA a pass. Um, Jalen Williams played pretty, played pretty well within the perimeter. Um, that first quarter, I think he had, what, six points pretty early on. Nice little floater. I mean, his mid-range, he just continues to improve playing around them. But uh, the three building blocks of the, the big three is playing really well. And honestly, Dort's, Dort's ceiling on this season alone, not next season, but this season alone could be a 20 points per game score. And this is, it could be potentially his last season to have enough, you know, field goal attempts to do that. So I think he just capitalized on that. But just collectively, the, the three being able to score around or at 20 points, it's just incredible to see. Yeah. And so, and something that I was noticed, I, I normally am not able to, to catch the, like the pregame introductions on, on Valley, but I was able to this week. And whenever they announced Shea, it had hints of like pre pre tank, the the way that the crowd reacted. Is that something? And, and I'll let both of you guys take a stab at this one. But is that something? Is is Shea breathing life into a non tank arena now, or is it a just a just a glimmer of hope right now? I'll let you yeah, I yeah, I think so. I t- tweeted after the. Uh... The Wizards game after he had the game where I said, I mean, he he was the prince of the prairie. I mean, Russ was the king. And I was like, man, that prince doesn't feel like a high enough title for him at this point. I mean, he's he's putting on a show every night. Um, he's must-see TV, honestly. Like, if you love basketball, you have to enjoy watching SGA play because the way he moves, the way he gets through the lane, like, it's unbelievable. I think, I think the life he's bringing and – Let's say I think we'll touch on it later. He's getting noticed from not just the media, but also the other players, and they're talking about it. And speaking of you know pre-tank life, you know maybe there's a future teammate down the line that's been here before. I mean, just piggyback off that, uh, you kind of look at like the the way the media you know had the perception of you know OKC's back when Chet was drafted, and I was really excited for them to you know maybe bring some more attention here for Chet's name just so they could see what Shaggy Alexander really is as a player. And like those twenty point third quarters, I think everyone should see them. They're awesome. The you know he'll hit the mid range. He'll hit about three or four different moves in the lane. You know another mid range, maybe a catch and shoot three. He'll just hit you from every different angle. So I think a whole lot of people need to be seeing that. Yeah, and something else to come out of uh, the the Knicks game on Monday. Uh, it was announced uh, Tuesday that Mike Muscala is out for the next uh, to about, about two weeks with a fractured left pinky, I believe is what it was. So. It'll be interesting to see how they uh, work without being short another big man. So Jalen Williams, he might get a shot here, or it's just going to be a very interesting small ball lineup. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be an interesting way to see how they go about it. I'm curious, and because we lack size in general, and I believe now that we have no Moose, if we have no Poku, our biggest big man is what maybe six ten. I think is a JRE, I and mean, we don't have a lot of size in general, so um, it's going to take a lot of effort on the boards from everybody. It's not just you know we don't have a rebounding big man on the roster really, so um, that's going to be kind of the big thing we've we've tapered off here in the last few games from our um, our hot start. I mean hot for for us, not for, you know, a team like the Bucks, but, you know, it's going to take a lot of effort to get, to get back to that point because 
you know, the defense has already kind of dropped off a little bit and rebounding is all effort. And we're going to have to see it because, you know, without moves, not that, you know, those guys are kind of a big part of our, our rebounding in general. I mean, they get their fair share, but um, just losing that size and you're going to have to box out the other opponent's bigs and kind of, you know, keep that effort up. Looking at the next game, um, our, our top three rebounders were actually Dort, Shea, and Giddy with Muscala, who only played eight minutes, only had one. So I think it'll be interesting. I think, personally, Basil should get the burn at the five. You know, just let him go out there, play 30 minutes at the five, and just, you know, earn your next contract. But other than that, I'd, I'm really curious to see what Jalen Williams can add to the table if he starts getting some minutes. So, yeah, moving forward from, from the previous slate of games. And I guess a video, I don't, I don't know. But anyway, this what we've been talking about here recently, Kevin Durant's, I guess, the, the boardroom, I didn't get a chance to watch it, but this article came out, you know, series show, whatever it is. And Jackson, I'm just going to let you take it. You can kind of just, just run through what, what, what Kevin was saying and Cade, we can, you know, just kind of just talk about what that means for not only SGA, but for the Thunder as a whole. Yeah. So it was Katie who was on the boardroom. Um, and it's, it's basically two straight minutes of Katie gushing about the thunder, um, in a way that it's, it's interesting. If you look back at Cameron for his last week or the week before where he basically laid out his starting lineup alongside him without Kyrie and was like, basically said, well, what do you want me to do with these guys? He basically went through the thunder's entire roster and praised every single guy and praised Sam Presti and, and he co- praised um, coach Dagnall. And then he basically said at one point, you know, I think he said two, maybe two times, you know, it'll be in who knows what you can get with what they've got. You know, they basically kind of hinted at like they can make a move and get somebody. And it, it sort of came off like, maybe I come back to OKC at some point. So that, it's an interesting thought. I know I've personally moved on. I don't know that everyone has, but just if you add KD to the to the starting lineup with Chet, you know, that could be the missing piece. He knows what it's like. He's been here. So I, I highly encourage everyone to go watch it. It's very, very interesting to see. I mean, he praises everybody. He praises Poku. He praises J-Dub, coaching staff. I mean, it it's it's exciting because it's you know, it kind of gets the butt. Like, I don't know. I watched it multiple times. Like it wasn't like I was reading into it. Like it jumped off the screen. Like he's talking about him. So I highly encourage everybody to watch it. I'm curious to know your guys' opinions on it because, you know, I would take KD back in a heartbeat. I mean, my biggest takeaway is um, he, he, he didn't take the easy path. He didn't say poke you. I think Joe Musato tweeted it. He he said Pokushevsky and he nailed it. So I mean he's definitely paying attention. But uh I think it's just it's just uh important for this team. I mean, kind of like the 1920 season, there's no expectations and they're out here crushing it and they're getting their flowers for it. So I mean I'm just it's happy for them, I guess. Jackson, I'm kind of with I'm kind of with you on like I'm in that boat of like I've kind of moved on, but still, you know, in the back of my, you know, in the deepest part of my heart of like dang it you know like I still have that like you know like just say you're sorry or you know 
you know, do the front page of, you know, or do a page in the newspaper or whatever and just be like, I'm sorry I left, you know, just apologize. And like, I think I'd be fine then. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I know I'm not the only one. I said some stuff about him when he left that, you know, not the greatest. But I mean, you look back like, you know, I, I don't expect an apology from him. I do I think we deserve one? Probably so. But also with all the stuff that's been said about him and to him and everything since he left, like, you know, maybe we all just agree to let bygones be bygones and we pretend we start over, you know, he comes back, he earns the love again, and, you know, we'll just go from there. Maybe we just take this as the apology, though. I mean, he's talking about <laughs> Russell Westbrook in a positive way. He's talking about the Thunder, Coach Dagnos, Presti in a positive way. Maybe we'll let this be the apology. I mean, it's, just it's- pretend – we just pretend we never let anybody wear the number 35. He just comes back like, yeah, dude, we were saving it for you the whole time. Yeah. I mean, it's it's been seven years at this point now. I mean, it's, or, you know, by, by the time free agency would roll around, it's been seven years. Uh, you know, I think at this point, I mean, especially, you know, if he, if he starts that championship parade for us, I, I think we could all forgive him at that point. Yeah, I mean, the, the Nets are a mess, you know, oh, man. We've got we've got the pieces, you know. I'm I'm not saying that we do it. I'm just saying we consider it. <laughs> well, Are enough. You... K- I said I'm. I think this is enough of the KD talk for at least for now. <laughs> uh, uh, what just what just SGA, Giddy, Dort, Durant, Chet. Ugh. Just think about it. Just think about it. And then you, you know, you're J Dub, you got Trey Man, you got Poku all coming up. Just just think about it. You don't we don't just when you listen to this, just close your eyes and think about what that looks like. You know, the the Poku, Durant, Chet lineups. Just just think about it. Oh man. Oh man. And next week we're gonna have to come up with our hypothetical traits for Kevin Durant. So but anyway, it is Thanksgiving week, of course. So we were kind of brainstorming an idea, and and Jackson had one, and basically this it's a it's a Thunder Thanksgiving. So as Thunder fans, uh, Dylan posed this question to us too in the in the team chat of, you know, as Thunder fans, what can we be thankful for? And I think it's 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 a great little sentiment for this week. So Jackson, I'll go I'll let you kick it off on this one. There's obviously a very bright and easy thing to be thankful for this year, but I'm going to skip that one. Thankful for Poku. (laughs) If you told me when we were recording the preseason podcast that I would be thankful for Poku right now, I'd be like, oh, we must be 0-20. Like The tank must be in full, like, Wimbenyama mode. But no, Poku has taken such a step this year to the point that we've missed him when he's been out hurt pretty tremendously. Like, Pokushevsky is just I still I still can't get over it I'm speechless when I think about the steps he's taken this year because you know there's been times in his first couple seasons where I wasn't sure that he'd ever seen a basketball before you know that he was just forced to play because he was born tall but he this year he's been arguably our second best player our second most important player and I just I'm thankful for Poku this year. I think I think Poku maybe on the defensive end is is a great pick, but I'm gonna go with probably Lou Dort finding his rhythm as of late because 
I mean, it was pretty rough watching him at the beginning of the season, you know, not really having his three-point shot or just offensive game at all. Looked out of rhythm, just didn't look comfortable. And I'm just thankful that he's finally comfortable playing within the offense, you know, looking like himself again. And for me, you know, I've seen a lot of it this year. It's the, you know, Thanksgiving, you know, you're usually around your family, your friends. I'm thankful for just the the camaraderie, just the the way that this team has it. They just feel like they're just a super tight knit group. From oh, was it? I think J Dub uh, changed his IG, his Instagram uh, profile photo to like the I, I can't remember how, what they called it, but it was like the like the the white trash version of uh, of Poku with the super long hair and the and the the mustache. I mean, just, you know, stuff like that. That's, that, that's, that's something I, I really haven't seen. And this really almost kind of reminds me of a, like, almost like a college team. I mean, they're, they're all basically young enough to still be in college with the exception you know, of Mike and a couple of those guys. But, you know, that's, uh, that's what I'm thankful for, for, for being on the Thunder this year. Yeah. And it doesn't feel like it needs to be said, but I'm going to say it. I'm thankful for Shay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I just don't want to leave him out. I mean, I know that's the obvious one, but the level he's playing, I'm thankful to have an MVP caliber player back in Oklahoma City. So looking ahead, uh, the next four games we've got, we've got, uh, you know, two games, finishing out this three-game homestand with uh, with two games. you got Denver on Wednesday, Chicago on Friday, and then a quick little road trip uh, Saturday and Monday going to Houston and New Orleans. Cade, uh, we've we've often been wrong on on picking the Thunder records, so let's see let's see how close we can get this week. Uh, what's what's the? I mean, really, you know, start with Denver game. What's what's the? You know, is this a win loss, and how bad of a loss is this going to be? <laughs> uh, it could be really bad because uh, last time we played Denver, they had made about a hundred threes. You know. Might, might be a, a wrong count, but I counted about 100 threes that they made. Um, if they shoot the ball, you know, close to that level and, you know, continue to dominate inside, it could be gross because, you know, no poku, no height. But, you know, there's a little bit of hope that I have because the Thunder does, team doesn't give up. That it could be at least close. And, you know, we might be in for another SGA game winner. Jackson? I don't feel good about Denver. Um, I mean, that just no poku, no muscala. And Nikola Jokic, I mean, that's, he's just an unbelievable player. And we don't really, we don't have anybody to match up with him, even when everybody's healthy, um, without everybody healthy, you know, if he's being guarded by six, eight, six, nine, he's just going to throw passes over the top. Like he always will. Um, I don't feel good about that one, but it doesn't mean I don't feel good about the rest of the week. Yeah, and then you know, like I said, Friday we've got home against the Bulls, which I, I think that should be a fairly competitive game. I mean, I'll think that, that doesn't seem like a blowout game. And then um, Saturday night you've got the battle of battle of the bottom teams here with Houston, and then of course New Orleans. So uh, Jackson, we got four games coming up on the slate before we record next. What's what's the record prediction here? I want to say two and a half and one and a half. <laughs> I think we get for sure two wins. I think we beat the Rockets. Um, and I like our chances against the Bulls. I don't know what it is. I just feel like, you know, Friday night at home, we're going to come to play. Um, 
I think the Pelicans are beatable depending on who plays for them. They're a team that has guys missing left and right. They're deep, but, you know, depending on who's playing, it's a winnable game. Um, I don't think we beat the Nuggets. I think I think most likely it's two and two, um, but I feel like there's a chance for a third one in there somewhere. Cade, what's your uh, what's your record prediction? I'll go two and a half and two, um, just because beating the Rockets feels just a little bit of sweeter than any other win. <laughs> but um, I think you know between one of the two, between the Bulls and the Pelicans, the Pelicans are kind of if you're on health. I mean that we've got six days between now and then, so we don't know who's going to be even active for them. But assuming they're full strength, that's probably a loss. But I do like our chances against the Bulls, and of course the Rockets should be a win. Well, guys, I think that will pretty much wrap it up for this. Uh this thunder thanksgiving episode of the boomtown hoops podcast uh make sure to go uh, follow us on twitter if you're not obviously uh, at boomtown hoops uh go check out the site i know there's some good pieces going up here pretty soon uh, but other than that uh happy thanksgiving from all of us over here at boomtown hoops uh for jackson and kate i am steven and we will talk to you next week <laughs>